You are now tuned into Sheep Nation with your host Prophetess Fawn. Stay tuned for today's segment. Children and their children and their children 
bless the name of the Lord. God bless each and every one of you. Come on, Sheep Nation. Come on, let's get ready to delve into the word today. Glory to God. The topic of our podcast episode is overcoming the lies of the enemy. And we'll be touching on a couple points. Um, We'll be touching on some different scriptures. So grab your notes. You know, we always grab our pens, pencils, paper, whatever we use to jot down the revelatory wisdom of the Lord as he uh, takes us into what he would have us to know today. So God bless everyone under the sound of my voice. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. Uh, Sending the love of God your way, his peace, hallelujah, his, his provision, his blessings, encouragement, his love. God bless y'all. <clears throat> so we'll open up with prayer. Father, we thank you today. We honor you. We love you. Hallelujah, we tell you how much we are grateful for you. We thank you for being our Father. We thank you for being the one who navigates the reins of our soul, Lord God. We thank you, Lord, that you are the one who predestined and ordained us before the foundations of the world, Lord God. We thank you, Lord, that you are our Father. You're the one that leads us and guides us, Lord God. You're the one that teaches us, Lord God. You're the one, Lord, that all the glory belongs to, Lord. All of it, every ounce, Lord God. And we ask, Lord, that you, Lord, move everything out of the way, out of our spirit, out of our minds, the crevices of our soul that will hinder this word from, Lord, doing its work by your spirit, Lord God. We're asking today, Lord God, that you would open the eyes of our understanding, oh God. Help us to see your heart in this word, Lord God, and help us, Lord, to continue to abide in your word, O God. Abide in your word, Lord, that you may, hallelujah, make your abode with us, and that we would have fruit and fruit that remains, O God. In the mighty, mighty name of your Son, Jesus, we bind the assignment of the enemy to the pits of hell. We declare and decree no weapon formed against us is prospering in the name of Jesus. We declare and decree right now in the name of Jesus that the blood of Jesus is covering the airways of this podcast. We thank you, Lord, in the name of Jesus that everyone under the sound of my voice is covered under the blood of Jesus. Lord, we thank, thank you for covering us from any type of backlash or retaliation, Lord God. We thank you, Lord, in the name of Jesus. We bind the spirit of fear to the pits of hell. And we thank you, Lord, that we operate in faith. We are people of faith, O God. We thank you, Lord, that faith is the only thing that pleases you, Lord. So we thank you that we are people of faith, Lord God. Faith is the only thing that moves us. Faith is our motivation. Faith in you, Lord God, and in your word. Hallelujah, Lord. We just seal this prayer up in the blood of the Lamb. Lord, even now I dispatch your angels before I end this prayer. I dispatch your angels to aid and cover those that are under the sound of my voice, Lord God, that you would set a watch, Lord, even as you are already setting a watch. Lord, I thank you that you are given an extra layer of protection, Lord God, on today in the name of Jesus, dear Lord, that you would allow your angels to cover your people, Lord God, cover us, hide us, oh God, in the name of Jesus, Lord, in the mighty, mighty name of Jesus, we pray, amen, glory to God, praise the Lord, how y'all feeling today? Hallelujah. I know some may be, hallelujah, in a faith fight right now, pressing by faith. Glory to God. 
I know there's some, hallelujah, that's in a place, hallelujah, where they're they're strengthened by the Lord. Hallelujah. God bless each and every one of you. And I just pray that this message today blesses you, that it encourages you, that it helps you to press on a little further, and that your, your perspective is to keep your eyes on the Lord no matter what, ups, downs. Uh, attacks no attacks season of peace season of tumultuous storms no matter what is going on that you have the drive of jesus and and the focus of jesus to be able to keep your eyes on the lord at all times no matter what that is the main focus of um, this particular podcast today understanding the mind of christ as he was in the earth enduring the things that he had to go through dealing with people um dealing dealing with issues uh, the bible says that there is nothing that he um is not familiar with concerning our troubles concerning the things that we have to go through and had to go through because he went through it yet he was sinless he did not sin he did not uh, murmur he did it and and love was his motivation hallelujah so that is our challenge that we use jesus as our example we have many teachers we have many people that uh, you know that we can look to as mentors and look to as um leaders and and different things like that but this is the hour where the lord is desiring one-on-one where he is the one the bible says uh, paul declares that one plants one waters but god gives the increase and there comes a point in our in our uh, walk where the lord begins to take us up by his hands and walks with us hallelujah even as enoch walked with the lord the lord desires to walk with his people where where he is speaking to us and we know his voice he says my sheep know my voice and a stranger they will not follow glory to god not to say that uh leaders and and um mentors and guides are not important they are vital during our times of training being in the classroom spiritually that there comes a point in in time in our maturation walk where we have to understand that it is a one-on-one thing no one will be able to answer for you in that day it will be you and the lord giving account for the things that you know for your life here on the earth glory to god so I uh, just wanted to make mention of that as the Holy Spirit let, let me to say that. Hallelujah. I just declare that you are victorious. I declare that you are in strength right now. I speak peace to your mind. Hallelujah. In the mighty name of Jesus, I declare and I decree that your spirit is in divine alignment. In the name of Jesus, everything troubling your soul. Hallelujah. We bring it to a halt right now in Jesus' name. We declare and decree in the mighty name of Jesus that the spirit of God is hovering and brooding over over your life right now in the name of Jesus hallelujah Lord thank you Lord thank you Lord hallelujah the Bible says in Revelations 12 and this is one of our focal scripture points Revelations 12 verse 11 and I'm reading from the NLT throughout the remainder of this episode podcast episode um, and they have defeated him who is him we're talking about the adversary hallelujah we, we we have defeated him by the blood of the lamb 
which was shed on, on Calvary's cross and by their testimony. And they did not love their lives so much that they were afraid to die. That means physical, that means spiritual, nothing. And it means dying. When we're talking about uh, did not love their lives so much that they were afraid to die. And you're living in the land of the living. We're talking about a spiritual death glory to God and what does that look like before we delve into our topic today dying to the flesh means not giving you know your responses glory to God when things are said about you when things are, are you know the weapons are formed what is your response what is your response what you know using Jesus as your focal point of following you know remaining in prayer remaining in steadfast uh, faith in the Lord that he is your defender everything doesn't deserve a response glory to God and so this is this is the death of the flesh um, removing the need to defend yourself removing the need to feel like you have to rebuttal everything that is said to you or said about you glory to God uh, things that you know those that are are, are um, people of integrity, people that you know desire to live for God in an integral way, and you know you're being fought with th- with lies, things that are uh, trying to drag your name through the dirt. Glory to God, or, or drag your your name or your reputation through the through the dirt. Glory to God. Christ is our prime example on how to handle situations like that. He was blameless. He came because he wanted to. Glory to God. And he had to endure all of those things that were not pleasant to the flesh. The lies. The name calling. Glory to God. He had to endure all of that. And his response was everything. His response was everything glory to God hallelujah I know this is gonna bless somebody today I feel it right now hallelujah because it's gonna bless me when I go back to listen to it hallelujah glory to God again Revelations 12 verse 11 and they de- they have defeated him by the blood of the lamb but by their testimony and they did not love their lives so much that they were afraid to die hallelujah check people's responses check when, when people are, are confessing Christ and confessing that you know they are uh, practitioners of the word practitioners that meaning they practice doing the word check folks responses when they feel like they have to um, you know say something in response to what's being said about them or they feel like they just have to you know make that facebook post and make these subliminal um, messages about people um, and in the same breath they're you know professing christ check that and that is your indicator on their level of maturation it, it is your indicator on their level of you know the ability to know uh, if they're really following Christ or if you know it is in word only glory to God check people's actions check their their responses what is it you know that they do glory to God and pray for them pray for them 
because a lot of times um, when you see that a lot of times they are um, believing the lies of the enemy that it's okay to do that and and it is not okay because the bible tells us to take up our cross and follow the lord that we daily die to ourselves daily die to our flesh um not a physical death but we're talking about the will the will glory to god uh, us who we are the bible says it's no longer we that live but christ that lives in us well if, it, if it's christ that's living in us then what's on display is it Christ truly that's being on display in your life or in our lives or or is it us? Glory to God. So lexicon, and this is from the Strong's Concordance Online. The word for lie in the Strong's Concordance that closely aligned with what the Lord would have me to speak on today um, was Kakash, K-A-W-K-H-A-S-H, a primitive root, and it means to be untrue in word, to lie, feign, disown, or deed, to disappoint, fail, cringe. And you can always go to Strong's Concordance online. Um, I do not endorse, uh, you know, Strong's Concordance. It is something that I use as a personal tool, um, but, you know, if you want to study and really break down words in the Bible to see um, the the original root where that word came from, um, this is a perfect tool for you to be able to study the Word of God in depth. Um, and so I encourage you to go and look up the word lie, and this particular uh, word, kakash. Kakash, K-A-W-K-H-A-S-H, and it's 3584. When you click on it, it's going to give you a breakdown of, of the root word lie in terms of what we're referencing to today. Um, it says uh, to be untrue in word, to lie, feign, disown, or deed, to uh, disappoint, fail, cringe, deceive, deny, dissemble, fail, deal falsely, be found liars, lying, submit selves, glory to God. So that word kind of gives you um, a multifaceted definition of what the perspective word lie means in terms of what we're uh, about to be talking about today. Um, another scripture that we want to go to that's Revelations uh, chapter 3. Let's get there. Or excuse me, I'm sorry. Romans chapter 3, verse 4. Okay, and it's in it again. I'll be reading from the NLT version throughout all of uh, this episode. It's my um, main um, version that I like to read from. I have others, but in a, NLT um, is one of my go-tos uh, when I'm reading from the Word. It says, of course not. Even if everyone else is a liar, God is true. As the scripture says about him, you will be proved right in what you say, and you will win your court case. Win your case in court. Glory to God. So my main purpose of, you know, making reference to the scripture was 
part A, where it says, of course not, even if everyone else is a liar, God is true, as the scripture says about him. So let God be true and every man a lie, and some, some uh, references say, God is true. His word is true. And if we are people that are fashioning ourselves after Christ, and it is no longer we that live, but Christ that lives in us, then we are to be found true because we're living according to the word. Be holy as I am holy. Be ye perfect even as your Father in heaven is perfect. So we strive for perfection. Glory to God. We're not making a practice of habitual sin. Glory to God. Meaning we're not living a lie. Glory to God. 1 John 4 and 4. Let's get there. 1 John 4 and 4. What does it say? Verse 4. But you belong to God, my dear children. You have already won a victory over those. Because the spirit who lives in you is greater than the spirit who lives in the world. Glory to God. Please underline that, circle it, declare that over your life. I have won the victory because the spirit who lives in me, which is the spirit of God, is greater in me than the spirit who lives in the world. Glory to God. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Ponder on that scripture. You are of God, little children, and have overcome them because greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. And that's another um, another version of that scripture. First John 4 and 4. You are a overcomer. You are a overcomer. You overcome because God is in you. Glory to God. Glory to God. Declare that over your life. I am an overcomer. So the Lord began to deal with me that I, if y'all hear my little one, that's my baby girl, um, the word declares that you are overcomers. You are overcomers. Glory to God. So to overcome, the Lord began to deal with me and it says you must, he says you must be equipped to overcome. So before you came on the scene in the earth as Christ was fully equipped for everything that he he had to do on the earth glory to God he was fully equipped to overcome the enemy he was fully equipped he knew who he was he knew the assignment he knew who he who he was and what he had to do and it didn't matter who was with him or who was against him. His eyes was focused on the Father. His mind was made up. And he didn't allow anything to hinder him from doing what it is that he was supposed to do on the earth. Pertaining to the call. Glory to God. And that is what the Lord is challenging us to grasp and understand when when our savior came he are he his assignment was established he knew who he was even at 12 years old he said he must be about his father's business 
he had had a drive and he had a focus and it didn't matter what happened around him it didn't matter the words that were spoken against him or for him because both could be you know in our time both can be a snare he was he was God in the flesh so there was a level of of supernatural power that you know we we won't ever understand because he is and was God but pertaining to us you know there there's a level of you know good good talk and talk that you know that tries to form against us that if you allow either to distract you or either to deter you in any way it could knock you off course and so Christ was razor sharp focused on his love for the father and loving him so much that he didn't love his own life to the point where he tried to save it which would keep him from doing the will of the father and that's where the dying comes in where you're not focused on what you want and and how you can evade what it is that God truly called you to do because we know that you know there's some that say they're they're doing what they're doing for the Lord but the 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 proof is in the pudding are are listen to the language listen to you know um the verbiage are they truly dying to self if if you know a lot of times what i have seen and what i've encountered is self-preservation it's it's you know not a level of dying to self it's it sounds like it because it you know it's how can i put it lord help me it's a me movement under the guise of dying to the to the flesh if that makes sense it's a you know self-preservation type of thing and the lord is looking you know we can't dictate to the lord what is our cross we can't say okay god you can use this but i can't do this because it's too much for me and that's that's the the me too movement in the church there's a me too movement in the world but the church um and we're not talking talking about the the body of the true body of christ the true ecclesia we're talking about physical building church that is you know the made-up church the me too movement have been adopted in the body where you know if if it don't feel good um if it's you know causing me to lose my fleshly identity then this ain't god it don't feel good you know i'm losing myself this and that you know then then that's not god and that's not the truth because ultimately no matter what situation or circumstance the fruit of the spirit is something that should be bearing we should be bearing no matter what we're going through and that's what that's what Christ demonstrated in the midst of everything that he had to endure so to overcome you must be equipped to overcome and the lord said that jesus was built to outlive the lies of the enemy you know that you have outlived a lie when the words of individuals because we know words are life they're life or death 
you have outlived the lie when you are still still able to go forward in the thing that God has called you to go forward in and it doesn't hinder you it doesn't cause delay glory to God I'm walking this for for some time now it has been in my spirit to do what I'm supposed to be doing and walking in the way that I'm supposed to be walking and the Lord is teaching me hands on you know this that I'm I'm talking about today that the resiliency that Jesus had he was resilient in the midst of everything in his day the 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 principalities and powers that tried to rule at that time glory to God the Lord endured and he was who he was and he overcame time after time uh, performed on levels of you know miracles signs wonders all of those things and he it wasn't delayed time stopped and and it was kairos every single time because his mind was focused his eyes was was locked on the lord and so the lord said that he was able to withstand anything that was fashioned and formed against him through the father spirit the word hallelujah and asphyxiated mind on what was most important a fixed mind see the word has to be the thing that is our that is our drive that is driving us and motivating us the word the word glory to God and so when our focus and our faith is on the Lord and our love like God is our God is our focal point there's nothing that there's nothing that can stop us I don't care what happens God will not allow those things to delay us or cause us to be denied because we are we're our focus is on the Lord and we are not moved by those things glory to God and so what is our minds fixated on that when things come our way we allow it to deter us we allow it to uh, distract us or cause us to be um, moved instead of allowing the word to be our response glory to God so you know what what is the, the use of fasting or what is the use of you know any of the spiritual tools that the Lord uh, placed on on our behalf if we're not actually demonstrating it where it counts we have to demonstrate it when it at in the heat of the moment when you know deep down and the Lord knows that the person that is being used by the enemy because of some a, a level of blindness that has been allowed because nothing that happens in our lives as believers that nothing that that is allowed to happen in our lives as believers is is not without knowledge of the father so the things that happen is and and has been permitted to pass the boundary of protection into our our you know now it was by design and and what the lord has been showing me in my uh path of maturation you know this this maturity walk maturing in the faith is that 
it's building me up. And so the Lord had me to, he said, imagine his son embodying flesh and coming into the realm of the natural in the earth. You know, all of the elements of the earth yielded itself to his existence. So when we understand our identity and understand that the laws of nature began to yield itself to the existence of the spirit of God, its original creator, we know that when when we give God permission to use our body as a vessel in the earth, he has legal right to do whatever he wants to do. And at the same time, the laws of the earth begin to respond like its original blueprint, like its original intent. And so uh, the things that are supposed to stop us are supposed to, because of the Adamic nature, when we're dying to our flesh and we're yielding ourselves to the Spirit of God, those things don't apply anymore because it's no longer we that live, it's Christ that lives in us, it's God. Glory to God. And he said that that the elements of the earth yielded itself to existence and no matter what he faced, his existence superseded the darkness in the earth. When, when you understand that, that it's Christ that is living in you, the Lord, the hope of glory. It is not you, it is Him that is doing the work by faith. Then you can overcome, you can adapt and overcome no matter what comes your way. It don't matter what's said in secret, what's said in the dark, what's said in, in, in the bedroom, um, you know, and I keep saying this because the enemy tries, just like the Lord uses his his uses our mouths to pronounce his word or pronounce, you know, um, the words that are uttered by his spirit. Satan also has vessels that he uses in the form of gossip, in the form of, you know, cursing, in the form of, of other things. And we have to understand that, you know, when when our perspective is right when we understand our identity is in Christ that those things don't matter and then we're able to overcome we're able to adapt and overcome glory to God thank you Lord and so we want to go to 1 John 4 and 17 Let's get there. Thank you, Lord. Hope this is blessing somebody. Really do. Thank you, Lord, for your word. First John 4 and 17. We're just there at First John 4 and 4. 4 and 17. Thank you, Father. Herein is our love made perfect that we may have boldness in the day of judgment because as he is so are we in this earth that's the scripture the bible says as he was so are we and your mind has to really grasp that we're not god but 
he lives in us so what does that look like what does that sound like what does that feel like what what is that exactly when you think about Christ in his day first of all one of the things that the Lord revealed was um, and this was when he talked with Peter and he said but uh, and he asked him who do you say that I am he asked him several times and Peter said thou art the son of God and he said flesh and blood have not revealed this to you but my father in heaven that was a revelation by the spirit of God that was revealed to Peter so the Lord said people will not know who you are they will not know your identity unless I reveal you to them just like Christ was revealed to Peter so it don't matter if I say I'm so and so I'm so and so I'm so and so Unless the Father gives them revelation of who you are in Christ, they're not going to know you and they and they won't receive you because it is the Father that has to reveal it to them. It has to be a revelation from the Father in the Spirit, not because someone laid hands on you or, you know, a paper says that Christ didn't go through none of those religious uh, ceremonies. He was not ordained. He, you know, nobody laid hands on on him. He existed and he was because the Father said he was. And if we are his prototypes, if we are if if, if we are uh, in the earth as he was and as he is, then what's what's the difference except the time, the times that we're in? And so that's where discernment comes in. That's where, you know, one-on-one comes in because then we're able to discern properly and we're able to hear the voice of God because we've been walking with him on our own after, you know, we've had our tutors like uh, Galatians 4 and 1. We've had our, our tutors and those that have, you know, taught us the way and we've been trained up. After a while, the Lord begins to lead us and guide us on his own so that we know who he is for ourselves. Glory to God. So think about that. Underline that scripture. Go back and ask the Lord to give light on that. As he is, so are we in the earth. Glory to God. And that, you know, just revisiting that, the Bible says, as he was, so are we in, in the earth. We must take on the identity of Christ fully declare that i have the identity of christ fully and ask the lord to help you uh, as he's maturing us in this walk and maturing us in the faith we're going from glory to glory from faith to faith ask the lord to to uh, allow you to fully embrace the identity of christ because the word declares it is no longer we that live but christ that lives in us and that's galatians 2 and 20 so um just revisiting back on when Christ walked the earth and we we know that there are countless moments he had countless encounters where through the blindness placed on the religious leaders and, and those that that God didn't reveal Christ's identity to glory to God Jesus had to endure and overcome the imaginations of men that were incensed against him 
that were incensed against him because this was an undoing of the old and and an inducing of the new glory to God and the blindness was ordained by God on those individuals they could have at any time went and sought the Lord and inquired of the Lord but they didn't they heard something that challenged their theology and I'm talking about the religious uh, lead, leaders of Christ's day it challenged their theology and who they were and instead of having the heart to go and seek the father and say well is this true could this really be the Messiah they shut it down wrote it off as a lie wrote it off as blasphemy and began to work evil towards Jesus with their words, with their thoughts, even plotted his death, even though it was all a part of the plan. It was all a part of the plan. Thank you, Lord. It was all a part of the plan. And so he said that the hostility of raging principality, I mean, I'm trying to paint the picture of what it was like as Christ was in the earth doing the will of the Father without any positions of notoriety, without any, you know, acknowledgement of prominent leaders in, in his time. You know, things were as they were, and he came on the scene doing the will of the Father. And, you know, to be rejected, to be, you know, not recognized, even though it was a part of the plan of God, you know, realize that Jesus was, was man, was God made man in the flesh. Okay. So he, he understands when we're, when we're feeling that rejection, he understands when we're feeling, you know, all of those things, but then he helps us to put things back in perspective when he says he's overcome the world. So he knows exactly what we're feeling and uh, what we're going through because he went through it just he he did it without sin and so he's a perfect example perfect example so um you know trying to paint the picture of you know how he felt or you know not even how he felt because we don't know but what it could have been like as he was walking in the earth with the father him alone and doing the work of the Father. And he said, it's, uh, it's not my will, but the, the but his be done. The Father's will be done. He, he only does what, his, what he sees his Father do. Glory to God. And so you have but one Father. That's something else. Where, like I said, we have mentors. We have different, uh, we have different uh, ones in the Bible. And this is the hour of understanding that you have but one father the word of god declares call no man on earth father because you have but one father you have one heavenly father glory to god and so back to what i was saying you know when i say blindness we're not talking about a physical blindness but a spiritual one so those that 
instead instead of going and praying about a thing and seeking the Lord, you know, they feel that God has used them and they've been, you know, in this thing for so long or, you know, that they don't have to, you know, pray about a thing that they've come to a place where their discernment is at a level of what you know approving things that are and and to a degree when when you have the heart of the father truly this is true because the lord teaches us what's acceptable and what isn't acceptable but when it comes to something that may be challenging what you believe to be true and god is doing a work in you where he's undoing certain things that have been believed but was not in alignment with his word that's when you go and you hump you know have the humility in the heart to go to the father and say okay god you know i know what i believe and i know what you know i've been holding on to but tell me about this lord and because you inquire of him and because we humble ourselves, God will not withhold any wisdom from us. That's wisdom that we're asking him for. The secret things belong to the Lord. So he'll reveal those things to us if we ask concerning anything. Okay, I want to go to Romans 11, 7 through 11. And then 33 and 34. So we'll start at Romans 11. I won't hold y'all much longer. Thank you, Lord. But God is, this isn't like a hype message. This isn't a hype message. This is to get you to think and to understand and adapt the mind of Christ. When you're going through the heat of a moment where lies are being told about you, you know, and what Jesus did and and the devil made what would Jesus do into a cliche to minimize the effect of what would he actually do Romans 11 verse 7 says what then Israel hath not obtained that which he seeketh for and let me get to the NLT version bear me just one seven NLT version so this is the situation most of the people of Israel have not found the favor of God they are so they are looking for so earnestly a few have the ones God has chosen but the hearts of the rest were hardened verse 8 as the scripture says God has put them into a deep sleep to this day he has shut their eyes so they do not see and close their ears so they do not hear just to pause there the Lord does stuff like that when he's trying to do his will when people hear hear things like that and it's in the word they don't believe that it can actually happen he he operates like that and it's because of love if you keep reading verse 8 says um or excuse me verse 9 likewise david said let their bountiful table become 
a snare a trap that makes them think all is well let their blessing cause them to stumble and let them get what they deserve verse 10 let their eyes go blind so they cannot see and their let their backs be bent forever verse 11 did god's people stumble and fall beyond recovery of course not they were disobedient so god made salvation available to the gentiles but he wanted his own people to become jealous and claim it for themselves god is a mastermind that's why we don't understand his ways we don't know fully what the lord does unless he reveals it to us like oh okay you know and even that it's too much for our mind to wrap it's too much to wrap our mind around because we we are not taught that god is a god that will do something like that to people so that they can be a part of and not not just be a part of something because he loved them he loved us enough to cause a situation create a situation and we think sometimes that it's the enemy and it's not the enemy we're on the offense the battle the ultimate battle has already been won when christ rose from the dead and he's now seated at the right hand of the father when things like that happen you know the first thing that we should start training ourselves to do if we're not already doing it is first of all not looking for the enemy because our life is in the hand of the lord as believers go to god inquire of the lord david inquired every time something went on he stopped everything he was doing and went and inquired of the lord and every time he did that the lord answered him and told him this is what's going on and if it was something that he needed to do because it was it was something that he caused then he got himself together and he fixed it and the lord began to bless again if it was a lesson that needed to be learned he learned the lesson but God operates like that that's that's the mind of our father he is our parent he teaches us and that's the way he cho- he chooses to teach sometimes or to God going down to verse 33 and 34 it says for who can know the thought the Lord's thoughts who knows enough to give him advice and who has given him so much that he needs to pay it back for every verse 36 First, and I meant to read 33, I'm sorry. Oh, how great are the God's riches and wisdom and knowledge. How impossible it is for us to understand his decisions and ways. We will never fully understand why God does a thing. And that's why it's important to worship in the midst of everything that's going on. Verse 36, for everything comes from him and exists by his power and is intended for his glory. All glory to him forever. Amen. Glory to God. This scripture that we read where is just an example and shows the mind of the Father and his love and commitment to his creation. But in the midst of this, Christ knew and he, you know, understood. He had to demonstrate in real time the heart of the Father no matter what. So in the midst of the lies, in the midst of whatever was going on, Christ had to demonstrate for us so that we would have something to look back on. Even, you know, that was way in past time. We have something to look back on, on how we should conduct ourselves. Glory to God. 
no matter he had to do this no matter how much was done to him even up until his physical death and the lord revealed that christ was configured to outlast and overcome the the lies that were made up about him half truths spoken from a lack of wisdom from blindness that was put on them the sneers from those who held positions of seniority and power within the religious sect and their thoughts so imagine that think about that your emotion when you hear something and you about you or you hear something about someone that's close to you that you love and care for how that sometimes can enrage you or make you upset and, and it may not even bother you but the emotion of it sometimes the flesh feels helpless like you know I gotta say something and sometimes that might be a part of your dying process to the to the flesh that the Lord is trying to perfect in you learn you learning how to let him defend you so that you could be blameless yes God so that you could be without blame and that Jesus was without blame because he relied heavily upon his father he didn't have to defend himself because he knew his purpose he knew his call and those that rebutted his existence as Messiah or his work didn't have to face him they had to face the father so Christ ignored you know those who tried to challenge his authority and the times his attention was directed to those who attempted to distract him with these lies or, or trying to challenge him like if you are who you say you are you know it was out of love that he turned around and he rebuked them to try to correct their thinking, even knowing that this was all a part of the plan. So in Philippians 2, 5, and 5 through 6, take that down. Philippians chapter 2. Thank you, Lord. Philippians chapter 2. Verses 5 through 6. And it says, You must have the same attitude that Christ Jesus had. Though he was God, he did not think of he did not think of equality with God as something to cling to. Instead, he gave up his divine privileges, which meant that he was he had the ability to chime into his supernatural power at any given time. He, he could do that but he gave up his verse 7 he gave up his divine privileges he took the humble position of a slave and was born as a human being when he appeared in human form he humbled himself he humbled himself in obedience to God and died a criminal's death on the cross take that down and, and just remind yourself what he did for you and what we're having to do in the earth as intercessors, as prophets, as apostles, as teachers, as evangelists, um, those that are in the fivefold, what we're really called to do. Yes, Lord, that we are to let this mind be in us, which was also in Christ Jesus, the mind, the mind, the mind of Christ. Declare that over your life that we have the mind of Christ. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. 
And so honing in on what the Lord's mind would have been, um, how he would have carried himself in such a hostile atmosphere of them who made themselves enemies of the cross. And I'm just trying to expound on examples where Jesus, you know, was challenged. He was challenged. He, he, he was called a liar. He was called a devil. He had to walk physically among them who wrought evil in their hearts to seek to do him harm. You know, some, sometimes even up until the point where he was seized in the Garden of Gethsemane. They were, they were thinking to do harm against him all the time. How did the Lord remain pure, holy, unblemished, knowing their thoughts, knowing their intentions, knowing evil was in their heart to plot his demise, both in the imagination of the heart and, you know, speaking it out of their mouth? How did Jesus outlive the situations that were created and seemed against him but were a part of the grander picture? He kept his eyes on the Father. He walked in the Spirit. He fasted. He remained in a state of constant prayer to keep from the to keep from the flesh interfering with the bigger picture. And that's what we have to do. When we hear when when we see things changing and we hear things that we know are not true about us and and we know that, you know, it's allowed. We're in training right now. <laughs> the Lord is allowing these things to work out of us what isn't like him and, and what don't look like him and so we know that the word that Jesus was he is the word and that is our offense against the weapon of offense the word is our offense against offense and Jesus modeled how to outlive lies told about him rumors gossips words spoken in the atmosphere we know that words have power especially when they're spoken with conviction and christ outlived all of those words he outlived in the the thoughts that they think that they wanted to do especially before he decided to lay his life down it didn't touch him words that were formed as a weapon to challenge his very existence and identity he outlived every single one of them every single one of those lies and he fulfilled his purpose unhindered this comes from a made-up mind that you're going to do what god called you to do no matter what you're going to do exactly what the father does no matter what and he continued and he finished strong the works that were entrusted to him without complaint and he was blameless and i just want to begin to declare over your life that god calls you an overcomer hallelujah he's, he said that a new level of resiliency is overtaking you that the lord is hiding you and sheltering your spirit from every spiritual assassin skilled at forming words using their words as arrows against you they're ineffective nullified and void i declare that those words will miss you as a target and will fall lifelessly to the ground nullified ineffective and powerless i declare that your enemies your spiritual enemies will not see their desire upon your life 
life. For the Lord says, as Christ triumphed over death, over the grave, into victory, right before a watching world, as he was, so are we in the world, and so it is in your life. For you shall overcome every single arrow as you seek refuge in the Lord, he says. He says he will keep you from the imaginations of men, from their heart, from and the imaginations of men's heart from prevailing, even now as you rely on the Lord for every situation and every circumstance. The Lord says that he's placing you in, in the heights out of uh, the enemy's reach for every curse. There is a blessing released for you right now. I speak the blood of Jesus over your children, over your life, over your thoughts, over your mind, over every child, every household. The weapons, hallelujah, glory to the Lamb of God. The weapons of warfare that have been fashioned against your life are nullified even now by the hand of God. And all will see that the Lord's hand is upon your life. And all will know that you, hallelujah, take refuge in the Lord, for he is the one who defends you glory to god he even showed me justice prevailing i see the hand of god stretched out against every spiritual enemy on your behalf the lord says to rejoice in him and be glad and rest in his word rest in this word and put your mind at ease all who hope in the lord amen amen and amen glory to god the lord is the one that's fighting for you glory to god you don't have to defend yourself and and we bind the spirit of fear we bind fear to the pits of hell we declare and we decree that God's word will prevail his promises will prevail even when we feel weak even when we feel like our hand our hands are weak God says to take his strength he says in in Ephesians 6 and 10 be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might I speak strength to your mind I speak strength to your spirit right now and I declare and I decree hallelujah that God is for you who can be against you. God bless each and every one of you. Share this uh, podcast episode with everyone you know needs encouragement, anyone enduring lies. Glory to God, those lies will go no further uh, than, than it being just spoken. It will not affect or thwart, thwart the purposes and plans of God in your life. God bless you. Follow Vian Ravon Ministries by subscribing to Sheep Nation on your favorite podcast platform, Vian Ravon Ministries YouTube channel, and Vian Ravon Facebook ministry page. God bless you.